Ruth, chapters 3 and 4, selections. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Isn't Boaz our relative, with whose young women you were? Is not Boaz? Uh, see, he's, he's winnowing barley tonight on the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself. Put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor, but don't make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And Ruth replied, All that you say, I will do. At midnight, the man, Boaz, was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, Who are you? And she answered, I'm Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. And he said, May your kindness be, may you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter, for you've made this last kindness greater than the first, and that you haven't gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, don't fear. I'll do for you all that you ask, and all my fellow townsmen, for all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Lie down until the morning. On the following day, Boaz meets with a closer kinsman who might be a might might also be a redeemer in order to make sure that their that their marriage is is uh, is is blessed by the by the city by the townspeople in general and the elders of the city pray for Boaz and Ruth. Well, after that, so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And he went into her, and the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Then the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a Redeemer. May his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in her lap and became his nurse. And the women of the neighborhood gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Here ends the reading. Well, when, uh, when Rachel and I you know, were, were dating, there was, there was one night I, you know, I went to sleep, and I woke up, and she had, she had uncovered my, my, my feet, and uh, she proposed marriage, and that's, that's how we decided to get married. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. For some reason, this, uh, this, this mode of um, proposal uh, never, never caught on, right? But this is a proposal. Ruth is proposing to Boaz. Uh, she's, she's proposing to him, and I, I think that this, this is, this is a, a, this is a bit of a model for us. Yes, yes. Even though, even though I, I don't advise, you know, asking somebody to marry, to marry you by sneaking up on them in the middle of the night. Uh, this is a model for us in how we should treat one another in, in relationships uh, prior to marriage and, and how we should have, have respect and admiration and, and love for each other. Not just romantic love, but, but also the love that, that Ruth has for Naomi. We should have love. There's a model for us in that, in, in, in that. But it's also a reminder for us of trust, of how we should trust our Redeemer, does Ruth and Naomi trust their redeemers here in this in, in this passage? Uh, and finally, it's a reminder to us that God's plan of salvation is being worked out. 
God's plan of salvation is being worked out. No matter the circumstances, it can happen in ways that we do not expect. Just as here, God works all of this. And, you know, the, the initial readers of this must, must have been shocked as they get to the end. They find out, oh, yeah, Ruth's, Ruth's, uh, Ruth's grandson, that's David, King David. God works, works his plan of salvation out in peculiar ways, but he is working it. He is working it, and we can trust him for that. So this first, first of all, this you know role model for us and now to treat one another in relationships, then a, then a reminder of us of how we can trust our Redeemer. And finally, finally, that pointer to how God's plan of salvation is working out is being worked out in ways that we may not be able to see at all. Starting with that, that first one, you know, the, the model for us in how to treat one another in, in relationships and beyond, beyond that. Uh, I talked last week about God's command to love the resident foreigner, right? God, God gives a command for, for special care to be, to be given to, to resident foreigners, resident, resident aliens. The, the, the biblical word is sojourners. And uh, Boaz obeyed that command, right? Now we see Boaz really took that command to love the foreigner seriously uh, as he as he marries as he marries Ruth. <laughs> um, oh, just 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 a joke, of course. It's not it's not meant as uh, as as romantic love, but there's there is there is this uh, there is this sense of of admiration, right? Boaz admires Ruth. He admires Ruth. He praises Ruth for her love for Naomi, and 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 says that. He says to her, you've made this last kindness greater than the first. Now, does he mean, you know, proposing to him? Oh, this is, this, that's so much better than you know, anything he did for Naomi. No, he means that in proposing to him rather than to, to, to someone else, to some, you know, perhaps, perhaps younger man, Naomi is actually showing, or Ruth is actually showing love for Naomi. Now, how does that make any sense? You know, you, you propose to someone and that shows that you love, you know, some other relative of yours? Well, what what it means here is that for Ruth, she needs she needs a she needs a family. You know, she's she's in Bethlehem. She's in a foreign country. She doesn't have those family connections. She doesn't have a family that has land. She has she has Naomi, but Naomi doesn't possess anything. Doesn't have a family that has that has land and male members of the family who can who can uh, um, be 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 those farm laborers alongside her. She doesn't have that. So how can she get that? Well, she can get that by marrying somebody. She could go after, you know, any, any man, you know, some, some, some younger man who's more likely to, to, you know, live into her, into her old age, be able to provide for her better. She could. She could. But would that man care for Naomi? Probably not. Naomi wouldn't be family to him. Naomi wouldn't be family to him. And where does that leave Naomi? You know, that would, that would more or less mean that Ruth had left Naomi's family and Naomi's just on her own poor widow with no one to care for her. But by marrying Boaz, a relative of Eli Melech, a relative of, of, of Naomi's late husband, she's marrying someone who has that family connection to Naomi. She's marrying someone who will care for Naomi, who will continue to provide for Naomi. She's showing a kindness that's even greater than her previous kindness to Naomi, and you know the 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 awesome thing here is that, and this goes to this goes to you know, further my point that this is a love story. The word that that Boaz uses for kindness, 
this, you've made this last kindness greater than the first. The kindness, the word is actually chesed, which is Hebrew for, well, kindness, yes, but also love. Also love, steadfast love, kind love. This is the love that God is ascribed to have towards his people. This is the kind of love that we're meant to have for each other. Well, Boaz and, and, and Ruth then, you know, agree to, uh, agree to marry. So this shows us, I, I guess it shows us that, that it's not wrong for, for a woman to propose to a man. It's, you know, we have, we have a cultural norm of, of men proposing to, to, to women, and that's, and that's fine. Does, you know, it's not universal. It's not how it, not how it's ha how it has to be. There's no, no issue with Ruth proposing to, to, uh, to Boaz. And the thing is, too, you know, a lot of people have gone, oh, yeah, she's approaching him at night. They're alone. He's asleep. She, she uncovers his, uncovers his feet. Why does, why does she do that? Is that some sort of, you know, is she propositioning him? And the thing is, there's, there's no hint of that, actually. You know, it's like, this, this is strange, but there's no, no hint of that. It seems like uh, her uncovering his feet is just so that he gets wakened by the, by the night air on his, on his feet. I mean, you know, what, what wakes you up at night? Cold, cold feet? Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> right? And I think that that's, that's what happens here for Boaz to be, to be awakened gently, not, not awakened by, 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 by Ruth directly, but to wake up and discover, oh, Ruth's here. <laughs> Ruth's here. That's the thing is that this would had not have been in an appropriate way to to approach a lot of people, but also this wouldn't have been a safe way to approach a lot of people, right? I mean, this is a time when when Boaz and and Naomi both both tell Ruth, you know, they they both know the area. They both tell Ruth, you should stick with uh, you should stick with the other with the other women in the field. You should stick stick around the other people. Um, Ruth, it's, uh, Naomi has said, because otherwise you might get assaulted. This is not a safe thing to do with all men. And that's the thing about, this is how men should treat women. This is, this is how men in, in, you know, in, in relationships prior to marriage should, should, should treat a woman. You should, be, you should be so safe to be around that a woman has, has, has no fear you're going to do anything un, untoward to her or, or, or even, you know, even, even approach her intimately, even if you're alone at night. Boaz is a model for, for, for men to be. This is, this is very much the, the opposite of, uh, this is not what our culture expects, right? This is not what our culture expects. Boaz and, and Ruth, they don't, they don't see like, oh, yeah, we need to, I need to make sure that I need to kind of test the other person out. We, should, we need to live together for, for, for an extended... They don't feel like they need to live together to make sure that the other one is a compatible mate because their marriage is not going to be based on if the other person is good enough for them. Their marriage is going to be based on each of them committing to the other one. It's based on that. It's based on me giving myself to you rather than me going, oh, you know, are, are, are you good enough for me? And then, well, if you're not, well, all right. But it's also not based on trying to get something, get something, you know, get something out of, out of their time together because they, they believe that, that good things will come, you know? You can, you can wait to have sex until marriage if you, if you actually think that, that, that your relationship together is, is worth it. But if you, if you don't care about the relationship, then yeah, you know, why, why bother, you know? Why bother? Just, just you know, get get whatever you can out out of the out of the relationship. Get whatever you can out of out of each other. 
that's not the spirit that they take to it. That's not a spirit that, that, that we should take to it. This, this is one of the one of the reasons why why we're we're told to uh, have have sexual relations just within marriage. Because that trust, because that trust. If you're if you're that willing to uh, to to be, if you're willing to trust somebody else with your body, then how come you're not willing to commit to them? It, it, it really is like you know, it's it's not a question of like, well, why why can't I do this? It's a question of why aren't you willing to commit to them in marriage? Why not? You want to be together with them? Well, are you ready to make that commitment? And if not, well, why not? If if you're not, then then don't don't be intimate. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is this is a model for us. This is a model for us on how to how to care for each other. A model for us in indecency. In you know, Boaz, Boaz says, okay, wait. I need to make sure that everything's, everything's clear for us to be, to be married. But I am going to make that commitment to you. I'm going to make that commitment to you. And that gets, that gets me to the, to the second point of, of uh, Ruth and, and Naomi. They show a lot of trust. They show a lot of trust in their Redeemer. You know, what are what are Ruth and Naomi thinking the the morning after this? They're going, oh, kind of biting their fingernails. Are they? You know, are they are are they afraid? Like, oh, you know, Boaz says says he'll 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 be be a redeemer to us. Will he? No, they're not biting their fingernails because they believe they take him at his word. They they trust him. They believe that he's trustworthy. They believe that he's able to do what he's promised, and they believe that he has the character to do what he's promised. That's the that's the thing. It's you know you, you don't have to be self seeking if you can trust another to do good to you. Now we've got to wait. We've got to wait too. We've got to wait for our redeemer to come back. Yeah, he's he's promised. He has promised marriage. He has promised marriage to the church. He's promised that the church will be his bride. Jesus Christ has promised us that. He's promised that he'll fulfill everything. He's promised that he is and will be a redeemer for us and for all all the world but he hasn't come back yet he hasn't come back yet so do we panic no not if we trust not if we trust that that he has he has the ability to do what he's promised and that he has the character to keep his promise uh, we can we can trust him we can trust him and if we trust him then we, then we can do well to each other and then we can treat each other well too you know, not not be self-seeking, not be self-seeking, but because we believe that good will come. Okay, so there's a model for us in, in how to treat one another. Well, love story, right? But it's also a reminder to us of trusting, of trusting our Redeemer. And finally, finally, there's an illustration of God's plan of salvation. How God is is bringing about His salvation for us and for the whole world. God. Uh, he does this in you know surprising ways. I I, I love watching heist movies. <laughs> I kind of enjoy heist movies. I don't know. I, I I think I don't watch enough of them. But I, I I like heist movies. And in heist movies, you you almost always have. I mean, it's it's predictable that there's something unpredictable. <laughs> you almost always have something something uh you know partway through the movie before the heist gets gets fully into action or early in early in the heist that that seems unimportant. You know something something little that that, that happens and. And uh, <clears throat> something little that happens, and then as it as it happens, it's a 
you know, you forget about it. And then you get to the end of the movie and there's, a, there's the big reveal. There's the big reveal that, oh, actually, that was the key to the whole thing. That was the key to the whole thing. And that's something that, that really happened for, for, some, for the first readers to this, to this book. First people reading, reading Ruth, hearing Ruth, they're like, oh, yeah, this, you know, this is an interesting story. We're seeing, seeing how God's active in Ruth and Naomi and Boaz's lives. Uh, you know, seeing, seeing uh, you know, role models in, in, in obeying the commandments. And then they get to the end, and it says, well, they named, they named their son Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of what? David? King David? <laughs> King David, the, 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 the greatest leader of, of the Israelites. Greatest king of Israel. This is their ancestor. This is his ancestor. This is how David ends up being born in Bethlehem. Because Obed is born in Bethlehem. And then Jesse is born in Bethlehem. And then David is born in Bethlehem and then becomes king over all Israel. This is a, as, as quite a surprise. It's quite a surprise, but this is how God is working. This is a place that, that God was working in the world, where God was working among his people, that God was, was bringing about his plan of salvation. A surprising way. This is, this is, this is awesome. I mean, this, this happens because Naomi brings Ruth back to Bethlehem. She, she didn't know. She didn't know that this is what, what was going to happen. No, we didn't really want to bring want to bring Ruth, but she but she does. She brings her back to God's people. Ruth becomes part of God's people, and wouldn't she know? That brings about a great leader for God's people. So let me take that to 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 say you don't know what bringing a friend to church might do. You don't know what bringing a friend to church with you will do. Even if you bring them reluctantly, and you're ah oh, yeah, I'm not sure about about bringing them to church, but if you you bring a friend to church, that that person may end up being you know, a great church leader, or who knows what that that that, that person's that person's uh, great grandson <laughs> may end up being a great leader of the church in the future. God's plan of salvation continues being worked out, and worked out in surprising ways. You don't know what, what, what kindness they offer to, to a stranger or what, what invitation or blessing that you offer to a friend could, could, ha, uh, you know, could affect their lives. God's Holy Spirit is still at work. And the thing is, too, David winds up being the ancestor of another baby born in Bethlehem. Yes, all this action takes place in Bethlehem. And what do we remember most about Bethlehem? That's where Jesus is born. David becomes the ancestor. Ruth becomes the ancestor. Boaz and, and Naomi become ancestors of baby born in Bethlehem who will redeem the world. God is at work. Even in chaos, even in times when everybody does what is right in their own eyes, even even when, when people are coming from this country and that country, even when there are famines, even when there's, there's just turmoil, people aren't, a woman isn't safe in the field on her own, even then, God's plan of salvation is at work. You can't stop it. Ah. So, Boaz and Ruth, they had to be role models to us. And now we treat one another, both, both in, in decency and relationships, 
uh, prior to marriage and and also in caring for other people in in the immense the the kindnesses the love the hesed that ruth shows to naomi and then boaz too shows to naomi and to ruth they're role models to us they're also role models to us in trust trust as ruth and naomi trusted that their redeemer boaz was trustworthy would do what he had said he would do and was able to bring those things about, we can trust that our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, our Savior, has the character and the power to bring about what he has promised. And so God's plan of salvation marches on in every age, in every time, and in our hearts. You never know what inviting a friend to church might do. Amen.